The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to episode four of Your Average Ordinary. I'm your host, Dan Torres. Um, I don't have Matt here tonight. He is spending some time with the wife, so it is just me flying solo for the first time. So congratulations. You get all get to come along for the ride. Um, really quick, I would just like to thank everybody, again, who's been supporting so far. If you like the show, leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen it can even be a bad review. It doesn't matter. I want the feedback, whether it is good, bad, ugly, no matter what. Um, if you are on social media, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We will be on Twitter very, very soon. Um, before I start this week, I just wanted to take a second to um, address kind of maybe like a mental health check for people because this week has been very long for me. I know it's been a long week for a lot of different people. Um, there's been a lot of weird loss this week too, that I've noticed just being on social media and just being around, um, one of my, uh, friends from the community just lost his mom. And so I just want to take a second to say, you have friends you can talk to no matter what you can talk to friends. You can talk to family. There are people that will listen to what you have to say rather than you just suffering in silence. So if you are out there and you are listening to this and you need something or need a little break, because I know I definitely did this week, reach out because you are never alone doing that. That's something I feel very strongly about. And I am pissed at myself that I've let myself go four episodes without addressing mental health because it should be addressed every single episode. I don't want to waste too much time here. My two guests today are two of my favorite people in the entire world. I know I say that a lot about my guests, but... These are going to be my first female guests on the show, which I really hate Matt for leaving me tonight because I'm totally <laughs> on my own. Um, both of them are extremely funny and talented actresses. Um, one is an award-winning musical theater star, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the other is a five-star stage manageress, and she is also, more importantly, the love of my life and my future wife. Aww. Please welcome to the show... Dominique Kempf and Juliana Gouache. Hey. <laughs> I'm clapping for myself. I'm so happy to have you guys. I really Award am. Winning. Also, about time we had some female guests. I know. Well, I've only, to be fair, I've only had four episodes so far. And the first three, I wanted to make sure it was like people that I'm really comfortable with and who I could have a lot of conversation with. That's like weird. More comfortable than like your fiance? The most comfortable <laughs> with the woman you're going to spend the rest of your life okay, okay, crazy. Okay. okay. Wow. So um, I'm going to start by saying I can't believe uh, it's taken four episodes for me to, to get on this. Um um, when Dan first told me that Kevin was going to be his first guest, I was like, I get it. I'm, I, I'm not as interesting as Kevin, but I'm funnier 
I'm probably like the funniest person you know. Yeah, Kevin's definitely more awkward than funny. It's not even that. It's just he, he definitely has like more a more interesting lifestyle and career. But um, I'm I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not mad. We're I'm grateful not, to be here. No, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm not. I'm. There are no hard feelings. Not even. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not even a little bit of it. For Thanks, for context too, we were in when we had Target? this conversation. No, we weren't even in Target. We were in I think Bed Bath and Beyond because you were looking for stuff for your bridesmaid boxes. And I brought up the fact that I was even thinking about doing a podcast, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, am I co-hosting with you?" And I was like, "Well, no, I was just gonna keep it like individual guests, but I wanted to have you around like." episode four i would love to have you as a guest and you spent the rest of the time going oh episode four i'm Not worthy of episode four. four like i'm holding out for wow. four but you're here and i wanted to have a person that you get along well with and gush over all the time and such so that's uh, part of the reason why dom's here but i would have had dom regardless too. you know what i can picture julie being like the foley artist of the show <laughs> Like all the sound effects, I like, love sound. Say what? Like I'm in big the on my sounds. Yeah, you definitely could be. Good like with I can totally like picture that. that. Listen, if you need a sound gal, I'm excited to be here though because I've never been on a podcast before. I know this was well. My first episode was my first time being on it too. It's, yeah, it's interesting, but. You know, like I said, after the first couple minutes, you kind of get comfortable with it and you almost forget that you're in a room and you're recording different things, especially when you're with good company like we are right now. For sure. For sure. So we've known each other for a couple of years now and we all met as a group in kind of individual ways, which was really funny. So for those listening, Dom and I met doing... Charlie Brown, right? Charlie Brown was the first thing. Was Junie right? B first? Or Junie no, Junie Charlie B was Brown after. the first time. Yeah, correct. Yeah, because I, I think I remember when you talked to me about getting the offer for Junie B. You had had something that you were gonna accept with another yes, theater, and good I was memory. like, I was like, no, drop it. <laughs> I was like, drop it and just do Junie B. Like I can't even remember what it was or anything like that. But I was like, no, come. That's a really good memory (laughs) that you have because I literally forgot about that. But yes, that is exactly how we met. Yeah. But the whole time that you and I met, we our our conversations in Charlie Brown and Junie B were always like relationship based and different things like that. And you spent so much time being like, I need to meet Julie. I want to meet Julie. I need to meet Julie so bad and all this stuff. And in the meantime, and I'll put Julie on blast here for a second. Julie was like, who is this girl that, like, Snapchats you all the time and, like, texts you all the time? What? It's not like that. No, 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 no. I remember a specific instance that we were in New York together, you and I on vacation, and Dom texted me, or, or not texted me, she Snapchatted me a video talking about, like, why do couples cheat? I don't understand why, like, people <laughs> and couples cheat and, like, do all this stuff or whatever. And, like... I, s- I sent her back a video and you were in the video too or whatever. And then you were like, who are you snapping right now? And I was like, Dom. And you went, hmm, I don't know if I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I probably would have had the same response. I also swear you're making this shit up. No, I'm absolutely not. I'm absolutely not making this shit up. I promise you. But then the next year, we did the same show together. We all, and this time Julie was involved because we had to recast a part. 
And immediately you two were just like, I couldn't have been more of a further thought in your mind at that point. (laughs) You two were just inseparable from that point. (laughs) That was so funny. Ridiculous. That was so long ago, though. That wasn't... Like, we're talking like it was a few... Like, that was what? I feel like it was, like, five years ago. The first time we did Charlie Brown, it was... 2017 so the se- second time was 28 because west side story was two years ago almost yeah Yee. so time that seems like it was recent and the other show we did i i think it was a year and some change before that so it was a while ago i know but it's funny how things change, change like that too because julie i think i remember telling you this the one night we were all out somewhere together i think we were doing karaoke with the west side story cast and I couldn't find you for a second, and I went, where's Julie? And then I thought in my head, where's, where's Dom? Dom? And I looked for Dom, <laughs> and I immediately found you. All thanks to the theater of you. Mm-hmm. I think the word that you used before was we gushing over each other. That's de- like, that That's is accurate. what our relationship is made of. Gushing. But what was it like that sparked the friendship between the two of you? Because there's a lot of different things that can contribute to it, and... Uh, that can lead you to like having certain connections. But the connection you had at first was like, you knew Dom because I knew Dom and you knew Julie because I was dating Julie mm-hmm. and now I'm engaged to her like in the present day. But what was it like when you two first started hanging out that was like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to be together all the time. We're both real women. We know. Real recognize real. Yep. Up front. Not shy about it. We own who we are. And that's basically it. And that's we're clowns too. And our comedy and who we are, like, we laugh a lot because of how real we are. Mm -hmm. Wherever we're like, we'll be in situations where people are tiptoeing around the point and we'll be like, Mm -hmm. this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then we just start laughing. That's Mm -hmm. always been it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. It's, it's so easy nowadays with like social media being out there and, you know, the the <laughs> presence that people put out that only people on the internet see where they're like, I'm this, I do this, well, I sure. do that. Like, people can live their whole life based on, like, one picture. Sure. And, like, you know, it's – the grass is always greener on the other side and stuff. But you two are definitely two real working women who have never been handed every, anything or anything like that. Nope. Facts. And it definitely, I think, contributes to have – strong women around you when you're especially when you're in a profession like theater where it's so cutthroat and people can be so bitchy to like for lack of a better word so it's good i feel like it's good that you two have each other especially in this environment that's funny because we were literally talking about that on the way over here it's just like how we feel like we represent ourselves um, as people that are just like upfront and honest and yeah, you don't always get that in any industry really, especially entertainment though. You just, because everybody is actors and singers, mm-hmm. like you, that's literally their job, you know, to learn how to put on a show. And so, yeah, I try and keep my, my professional life professional and my personal life personal, but once in a while you get that mix. That's the, that's the hard thing about theater is it, it is the mix between both worlds, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Julie, do you feel like that motivates you too? Like having people around you like that, like it makes you want to like work harder and put, absolutely. Yeah. I think about that, and I think I've told you that numerous times. Being around Dom always makes me feel more motivated because you're like you're just just a go getter, like mm. mm, um, 
yeah, I think that's why whenever we hang out, we're constantly like coming up with little creative projects and ideas and passion projects on the side um, every time we get together because it's just like I think we're we're both that type A person. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The inspiration. It's definitely bounce. a good thing to have. Yeah. And I think I even talked about it with um, I had Dan and Preston on last week. I think I mentioned that, but um, it, it's so hard when you're the same character type sometimes too to like not view people as like your competition or things like that Mm. but just having this base of like yo i got you no matter what like and i'm just gonna be here for you and i'm gonna support you through everything because everybody's on their own separate journey in general but especially in the entertainment industry i feel like yeah and also in buffalo i don't really i personally don't consider anybody the same type because everybody really does have different skills um I, I took a class one time and the teacher was like, it's what you get for free. Um, meaning I have something for free that you might not. Strengths and weaknesses. Yes. And vice versa. Um, yeah. So I don't really think of anybody as a type. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard in theater because you have those stereotypes all the time and they push oh, yeah. that on you all the time. And you and it makes you think like, oh, I got to compete. I got to compete. Which you do. Like, you have to bring your best when you do anything, but it's not like this point where it's like, I'm going to finish your career by doing this or anything. No, absolutely not. That's toxic. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like, that's the word for it is toxic people ruin it for everybody else involved. And I'm sure you two have dealt with that, too, where you've been in shows where it's like – the person is like self, 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 self. And like – I mean – No. 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 Mm Mm-mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's it nope just no. just yeah, we nope I'm we not. won't get into all that but yeah i mean shoot in any industry though there's there's a bunch of hurdles to jump over yeah <laughs> sure that being one of them yeah i can agree with that so i'd be amiss because i try to avoid it at all times because it it's something that is always there but at the same point it's so it, you, you can't really ignore it at this point what have you guys been doing during the pandemic to keep yourselves motivated and keep yourselves pushing towards like acting and theater and stuff? Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. <laughs> I actually have not <laughs> um, done anything theater related uh, during the pandemic. I, um, well, I've been planning our wedding. That's my Yay! big, that's my big uh, uh, creative project right now. Oh, come on. That's easy. Um, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that in my sleep. It all just falls into your lap, yeah. I promise. In in a way, it does. I, I, I'm a natural. Um, <laughs> no, um, I got a new job uh, working in Buffalo General Hospital this past year. And, um, you know, just my workload and uh, this just being a really transitional period of my life. Um, there's just a lot going on. And I, I'm taking a well-needed break from theater. Um, uh, I think it was definitely good timing for me i know it wasn't for most people um but i i needed i need this break and i think uh even once everything opens up i'll still need time um yeah i think that's important to recognize though too is like that that reset can sometimes be so healthy for you especially when you're going on 10 all the time it's nice to just get that break and know that even if you wanted to do something there's Mm -hmm. nothing out there right now yeah to to be able to do like that dom what about you 
Um, I actually have been doing a few projects. Obviously, it's a bunch of recording. That's It's funny that the theater world, the live theater world has transitioned into the recording era. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a few things. I've done some workshops. I did a workshop with uh, Six, the musical. I did it with the Broadway director. That was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, that's like a pretty thing. Um, I, I can't even like think right now. The the accomplishment. That's the word. Yeah. I'm like, what's the word for it? Um, so that and then I've done a few little other gigs. Um, I was doing lessons for a while for my students. Um, and more recently, actually tonight, uh, Friday, March 26th, <laughs> <laughs> um, my show goes live with musical fair it's called in our own voices it's a cabaret style show with me and five other individuals from buffalo and basically it's just a list of songs of that we're singing that we think represent us as uh people on and off the stage so oh, should, that's great yeah so songs that we connect with and um it was a really good time i always have a, a really great time working with musical fair for sure so that comes out tonight and the cool thing about that is if you buy tickets then you can watch it until i think the june 30th so yeah so that's a that's a fun thing that i've been working on that's awesome and does it keep you um motivated and confident to know that musical fair like still reaches out and still wants to do a lot of work with you even in times where there's not a lot going on oh yeah for sure it's nice to know that they're you know, in my corner whenever, you know, things don't go the way that they should. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they've always been really supportive and it's, it's been, it's been fun. And, and my first love was always music first. So before acting, just singing on its own. So yeah, it's, it's a great refreshing feeling, but actually what Julie, I'm going to second what Julie was saying is because I'm, I think I'm, leaning towards taking a break from theater as well. I probably will still doing do recording stuff like this, mm-hmm. but just there's been a lot of stuff going on just in the world. Like we can go on and on about that. We're right. We know that's our everyday life, but just again, like I'm a real person and I don't always see that same fluidity within within people especially in theater you know i I represent myself a certain way and i hold the people around me to have that expectation and i don't always see that especially on social media so i'm just like "Mm, you know maybe i'll just maybe i'll just stay with film for a minute yeah it's been nice to kind of get into the film aspect of it like doing small projects here and there like i've come to realize that but the break from just doing six weeks of just going and going and yeah. going, it's so exhausting. I think the first three months of the pandemic, I was sleeping like 12 hours a night. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing you've ever been able yeah. to do before. Nothing I've ever been able to do before. <laughs> and by the time I got to like June where I was still doing it, I was like, oh my God, how exhausted was I that like my body still <laughs> Right. Up. Like you're finally able to do- use your true rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I was just telling Dom, it's... Like, that sounds so scary right now. Like, thinking of, of having my day job and then a show schedule after I, – I could not even imagine that right now. Yeah, we were hustling for sure. All of us. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was at 60 hours a week at one point where I was just going and going and going and going. But it, it's good to have that reset. And it puts things in perspective too, I feel like. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like once we get back from this – there will be a lot of shows that I would have accepted pre-pandemic. That's it. Where now <laughs> I'm like 
okay, is this worth my time? Exactly. Worth my energy where I'm just doing things like that? Exactly. And especially like right before I had a couple of bad experiences with like directors and things like that that made me kind of recenter my focus a little bit. I'm getting whiplash because I'm nodding so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was crazy. They're, the last two of the last three I did, I remember without going into details, I got paid the same for both shows, but they were two entirely different experiences. Mm. That was like, one, it was like, okay, I would have accepted the show and the money with that. And then the other was like, I wouldn't accept either. Mm, like at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. It, it's just weird what that time to just think makes you realize and makes you readjust and yep. push back into it. Yep. Got to be choosy with this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seriously. <laughs> like, it's same thing with if I wouldn't bring a certain energy into my home, why would I bring it into my workspace? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I'm still absorbing that energy that... Mm-hmm. The vibes, all that, you know. So if I wouldn't put something into my home and keep it forever, why would I do it for a short period of time? Yeah. Protect your peace, baby girl. <laughs> Ayo. Yeah, so. Oh, God. I'm so in trouble with you, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you signed up for this. Do you, do you, like, were you scared at the beginning of it that you were going to kind of lose momentum from where you were? In what way? In any sense. Like, just in acting and motivation for... Um, for going out and getting things done or like that you would come back and people would be like, Oh, who's that person? Or no, not really. That's on them. <laughs> if they forget who I am. <laughs> I definitely do worry about getting out of practice. That's, that's one thing that, that sticks in my mind. Yeah. Like, I have, it's been a while since I've like actively saying and practice singing and like practice acting Mm -hmm. so like i would have to get back into practice before even considering something but that's something you could do right now if you wanted to too even if you just started off with like some youtube like warm-ups every day Mm -hmm. and then found like a vocal coach and don't get me wrong i be singing in my car on my own yeah oh i know but it's not in practice or anything like that. Yeah, I haven't danced in a while. I work out a lot. That's something I've done more now, yeah, yeah, yeah. more now in the pandemic than I've tried to work out at least, you know, five times a week. I haven't danced in a minute. I love dancing. I dance every single day of my life. I know you sent me videos. <laughs> <laughs> I love dancing. So so many of my workouts have been dance workouts because it makes it so enjoyable for me. I just love dancing. I love music. That is such your like aura like yeah. dua lipa yeah. with some like neon lights and dancing queen yeah yeah because it for those who are listening and don't know julie she looks n- exactly like dua lipa stop the blasphemy like, and has stop that right that now whole vibe about her that's i've been saying that since dua lipa started stop saying like, that becoming a don't listen to that before that don't it's 100 percent true she won't accept the compliment but it's true that's silly it's You're not silly, silly. You think it's silly because you respect her so much, but like being an outside perspective of it, you do. She's opening the banana bread. Can I eat in here? You can eat in here, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just don't chew loudly into the microphone obnoxiously. It could be like, what's that called? Mukbang? Oh, God. Yeah, we're not doing a mukbang. Mukbang is like a subcategory of ASMR. I love ASMR, by the way. Oh. Um, So mukbang is a subcategory, it's just like food eating sounds. Yeah. So like slop, 
sometimes crunching. Yeah, I'm like crunching. Um, like, like, yeah, some. My mind goes like slop. Because I eat like there's, like, I'm going to die tomorrow. Same. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm not, like, into ASMR videos or anything like that. Because I'm like, this is just unrealistic. Wait, I, I want, it. I want an example. Can you give us an example? Um. Oh, I mean, I, I don't really have a mukbang example, but I do have a tangerine here. Maybe. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, so like stuff like that. Wait. Julie falls asleep to things like that every night. I, I like... go to sleep every night. Shout out Ting Ting on YouTube. She is my queen. Oh, my God. I actually love that. <laughs> Watch them. People make – I think about that all the time. People make so much money just doing ASMR videos Girl. on YouTube. Do you want to do it? <laughs> I think you just found I'm your feeling new an career. orange right now. I could be getting paid for this. Dan, pay so. me. I, I don't have the money to pay you. Oh, well. You I'll can take you. what's in our savings account and take it out of there, but that's your money too. That's too bad. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Wait, I, I might I might uh, I might like be on that now. You might have when to. When we get yeah. to your house, I'm gonna show you some videos. Word. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> ting ting, here we come. Ting ting. She's my girl. <laughs> that's the name of this episode, Ting Ting. <laughs> I've been thinking about since since you mentioned it like yesterday or two days ago, Julie, when you were talking about how Aaron Dandies was saying that her <laughs> ASMR, like when she goes to bed at night, she's like, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to watch my that? programs." Wait, Aaron what? Dandies, um, an amazing actress in the Buffalo Theater community. I have cake in my mouth. Um, <laughs> she's like, during Charlie Brown, she would tell us because we would talk about ASMR and how much we love it. And she would tell me that when she was getting ready for bed, she would tell her at the time fiance, I'm going to watch my programs. <laughs> but they weren't programs. They're just her ASMR videos on YouTube. My program. This is mine and Dan's future. I'm going to go watch my program. Yeah, that's 100% us looking. It's just me and Ting Ting. Oh my I god. love that. Oh my god. Shout out to Erin. She she's another real one. Erin Dandies is just programs. amazing. Oh, she's just an amazing amazing person and she just has such a really bright light with her and yeah. like every time. I was telling Julie uh this at the same point we were having that conversation that the first time I did a show with Toy when I did Juni B for the first time we all like had the you know that classroom setting where we were at our desks and like doing different things and stuff. And my character had a journal he was using for like certain things. <laughs> what was your character's name again? Uh, for the second time it was Ricardo. Ricardo. <laughs> for the first time it was Jose. So like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> talk about type. But but representation, man. Like I'll take it. Like fair enough. As long as I don't have to do. One of my favorite comedians was just talking about. Shout out to Bobby Lee. Shout out to Tiger Belly and Bad Friends. Two of my pa- favorite favorite podcasts. Um. He was just talking about how he took a movie role uh, or he got offered this movie role, but they wanted him to do an Asian accent for it. And he said because he's done – he's been on programs like Mad TV and like different sketch comedy things like that. Uh, Like he was in The Dictator too. So like he's in the past taken roles like that and this time he was like – I'm not going to take stuff like that anymore Mm. because he feels too – and this is very true – a lot of – Asian American comedians and like actors, actresses have looked at him for certain things like that. And he feels like at this point, if he takes things like that, he's doing a disservice to everything they've paved the way for mm. yep. at this point. Yep. And I think that's a point um, 
that a lot of like cultural things can take from too is yeah, like absolutely we, we're at the point like I'm not gonna be going into movies where I'm like do I do you want me to mow your lawn right or, like, do like, anything like we're that. over like, that I'm, we're over mm-hmm. that point like I, I'm done taking that stuff um but back to Judy P <laughs> when I was taking when I did that first show and I was playing Jose for that show the one day during tech um Aaron wrote me this really sweet note in my journal where she, in character where she was like Jose thank you for sitting next to me in class every day and being my friend when I have a hard time making friends Aww. you're a great person and I remember reading it in tech and being like Aaron that's so sweet because I knew how she meant it even out of character too right She's just genuine. Think, um, speaking of notes, do you remember when you made me break on stage because you would write me notes? <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about oh that. Oh, my God. What would they say? <laughs> Anything and everything. Honestly, I don't even know if I could say some of the stuff. Oh, my God. I wrote some of just, the Just crazy stuff. Because what the scene was is we played these characters that were mainly, I mean, we keep talking about these shows at this kid's theater. <laughs> I love it. Me and Preston and Dan did it last week, But that's week like, too. yeah. So we played, ma- our main character was the kid. But then we would also play like the adults in yeah. the outside world. Yeah. And I played the principal's receptionist and he was the principal. Yeah. Grouching ty- grouchy typing lady was done. Grouching typing lady. <laughs> and I was just like, I had it. I was like, that's me Monday through Friday. Yeah. She, would ju- five. she would just, for people listening on audio, she'd be like in like this old people attire and she'd have her like hands all scrunched up with at her face and she'd be typing on this old fashioned type. <laughs> she said two words the whole show. Meanwhile, I'm playing like the principal. I don't even know if he had another name besides principal. I can't remember. But every day I'd walk in and I'd have this voice where I'd be talking like this and be doing this like weird adult voice like this yeah. 1920s yeah. like blah, blah, blah. So every day I'd be handing Dom like a, a note that she had to like, it like just something became a part or like yeah. things like it that. It became a part of the shtick. Like it wasn't, I don't even think it was in the direction. Like it was just as the curtain was going down on that scene, we needed some like riffraff to do. <laughs> and that just ended up being a staple of, it was like this note. And every day I'm thinking, Oh no, oh, God, what is so going to be in you. this note? <laughs> and literally he put a list of all of these things. And at the bottom was like, don't break. And I had to like go on stage right after that yep. as a different character. Like yep. it, that honestly, when people challenge me to break on stage, I have so much respect. Yeah. I, I love that. But, but to be fair, Okay, I was also just giving to you what Renee Landrigan was doing to me every day on stage because there was a point in that show where her back was fully to the audience so you couldn't see her facial expression. So I'd be saying a line and she would make the dumbest faces at me when I was doing that part where I would just I would want to be like, stop doing that. Like there were so many times I almost broke during that show. That's why I love comedy. Like, (laughs) honestly, like if I have to choose a genre and I think Julie's the same way. I love comedy. I love to laugh. I like love to be challenged. I love to make people laugh. Yeah. Physical humor. Just, yeah, so fun. But like, Julie, you're so good with stuff like that. Like your improv when you were doing improv is just so good. It's so so good. Like, <laughs> where did you first get like inspiration from doing things like that? I know you like sketch comedy a lot, but what pushes you towards um, improv specifically? 
Um, I definitely, growing up, watched a ton of Saturday Night Live, Mad TV, sketch comedy like that. Um, like, religiously. I used to watch, like, every episode and know all of the all of the sketches and everything like that. Right. Um, and then just growing up um, in a funny family, like, I think I think my parents always just kind of encouraged being funny and being weird and, like, embarrassing yourself and laughing at yourself. Um, That's always good for environments like that. Parents yeah. that encourage creativity and encourage you, Fun, like, being yeah. yourself is the best thing. Yeah. Um, and my mom is definitely, like, was a really fun parent. Um, so... Yeah, growing up like that, and then once I got into college, um, I, I actually got, you know, delved more into actual improv um, and tried some comedia, uh, but it was just, there's just something so freeing, like it feels, when it feels good, it feels so good to just be in the moment, mm-hmm. not be thinking about it, what's going to happen next, just do it, just be about it, it's just... It's such a challenge, and when it when it works out, it's such a good feeling. God, that anticipation is terrifying. Isn't it's, it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I. That wasn't me. It wasn't me. Something came into me. I don't know. It, it couldn't it have been me. Bad. Like I would. I would spend time when because when we went to college, we were in the same improv group, just at different times. Mm-hmm. So like I did my last year, and then Julie got in the next year, and she stayed in for like two years. Two years after that, right? Yeah. So every time I did a show, I'd just be like pacing on the upstairs of my apartment, like up and down, just being like, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell? Like, I can't do this right now. I can't it's do this. It's the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are certain shows too, even that I'll Fear do for live Alley. theater. Yep. Yep. Where I do in live theater where I'm like, I would look at like the exit door and I'd be like, I could leave right now <laughs> and just abandon everything I've ever done mm-hmm. and ever worked for and just not have this anxiety anymore of going But it's on worth it. This. It's worth mm-hmm. it, 100%. That's your, it, it, my friend Shabar said this the best, but that's your body preparing you for doing that. That's your body getting you ready for the mm-hmm. task you have to do and like mm-hmm. getting that, uh, that inner bitch out of you almost, that I would say. <laughs> do it afraid. <laughs> um, so what pushed you to theater specifically for schooling i know you two both went to different schools but what was the motivation for like i don't know it dom i don't know if you have like musical theater or like a theater overall ba but like what pushed you towards that area with it i don't know i think i've never really taken anything too seriously um (laughs) i always was like this is fun i can second that you know what i mean like This is fun. I started singing very, very early. I've always been in dance and gymnastics and cheerleading since I was a kid. And then that was just like all the worlds coming together. Um, (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess I'll do a I like literally was on like travel chair and I was like, I don't feel like doing this anymore and i'm i just tried out for the musical i was literally like the high school musical but not <laughs> troy i was the female version oh god so i was on all these varsity sports and i was like i'm not doing this anymore they're like you can't have both you have to pick one and i was like i'm singing then and so that was it and then really for college like all my friends knew what they were doing mm-hmm. and they still know what they're doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just I'm no just... one does. That's, that's the thing is nobody knows what yeah. they're doing. And then I, yeah, just applied to schools, got in, just stuck with it. And I guess eventually I graduated. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. literally how it went for me. So, How was your experience in college as far as, like, did you, was your department, do you feel like it was, like, cutthroat? Do you feel like mm. it was a really good environment? Do you feel like it was too big? Like, 
Well, I went to Fredonia and I really, I think what made, I think every college student says this, but it's like the friends make it like the people that I've have as like my soulmates for the rest of my life. Right. But like the faculty really, it was fine. I did some cool shows and I learned some things, but I just, I don't know, that wasn't as progressive as I wanted. And that's kind of a reflection on how I see the theater industry a lot. Even now Mm -hmm. it's not where I want it to be. I feel like it's not that hard to be progressive in, in many different ways, not even just like racial areas. Obviously we're all people of color. So like that's where we gravitate to the most, Mm -hmm. but no, I, I mean, there was a few people in terms of like the adults, we'll call them, that I really trusted. But some, you know, just because they're a college professor or just because they have money or a title does not mean that they know all and does not mean they have the best interests. Yeah. So yeah, that's be- my piece. Just because the- you go to Yale doesn't mean that you're an expert on the yeah, Or anywhere. Just to re- throw an example out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. Someone that's here not go to Yale? Anything. No, 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 I, I no, no one here went to Yale. It's just you know, it's just an example I you was can, throwing out at, there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I'll I'll add somebody in the comments when this episode comes out, but we'll see. Um, baby, I think your story is really cool too because you kind of just when we first started dating, you told me this. You were like, "Yeah, I just wanted to." get into acting so i just chose this as my major and like so you chose an element that was really out of your comfort zone and pushed yourself the hell through it literally like pushed myself dragged myself dragged yourself um, bring the mic a little closer I, to you babe i did i did some um i did some shows in grade school um kind of did like exploring the arts program uh programs through high school but by the time I had gotten to college, I went to Buff State too. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely felt like Dom was saying, like all of my peers had just come from four years of performing arts high school, and I definitely felt behind. Um, and for all all like my entire college stay, I felt uh, not. I, I don't know. I just I saw the people around me growing and learning faster than I was because I was already starting behind them. Right. Um. So that was really that was really hard and uh, really challenging. I I'm shocked that I that I made it through, but I'm glad I did. I'm not. I knew you could do it the entire time. <laughs> it was just. It was definitely very very tough. Yeah. I know. I I was there for a lot of it, and you had to motivate yourself really really heavily at times, but you did it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, that's the important part of it is you finish no matter what you went through or what you had to struggle through or whatever. And you finished great. And you did so much while you were there that was, like, really, really productive work mm-hmm. that you really had to put yourself out there Yeah, for I definitely too. did a ton that I'm super proud of. Um, but take care of your mental health, kids. I mean, yeah. go to therapy if you need to. You have... Just, yeah, the resources are there, especially on a college campus. So take advantage of them while you have them. Yeah. Any major in college is really, really hard, but it it definitely affects you more in theater. I mentioned it last week, but you have like 12-hour days sometimes Mm -hmm. on campus where you're just there and and pushing yourself. And then you have to get up and do it all again the next day. And it's Mm -hmm. so hard to motivate yourself for things like that. Mm -hmm. But you had like... Cabaret was so good when you did it, and I was so proud mm. of you for doing that show and just really showing yourself. Did you feel when you did that show that you were like, yep, yeah, 
I I definitely proved something to myself at this point. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I felt like that that I hadn't been given that chance um, until it you know it was my last semester at Buff State, um, and I'm like, man, this feels good. Uh, it feels like I have something to prove, um, but only to myself. Really, I, I was happier to prove it to myself than anybody else. Right. Um, and I just learned so much. And um, who really did you who did that. you play? Fraulein Cost. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was awesome. That's intense. It was super fun. Yeah, I, I just I learned so much. That was that was such a good a good good time. And she sang the um, the German part and mm-hmm. married mm-hmm. and went dumb when she did that part. Like I sobbed the <laughs> oh first night. God. I saw it sobbed like uncontrollably. I couldn't believe like how beautiful her voice was and she had never sang in front of me like that before so like i get backstage she didn't even know i was there that night so i told her because she gets like if i'm in any audience with when she's there she gets freaked out like she freaks out (laughs) so the preview date for that show i was supposed to work and i told her i was supposed to work um and (laughs) someone from work had texted me and they were like hey do you like by any chance not want your wednesday shift like so that i could pick it up and i was like actually yeah i don't want it so instead of telling julie that i got that day off i texted her best friend and i was like hey can you get me a ticket for wednesday night so that julie doesn't know that i'm there (laughs) so she does the show it was amazing the whole production itself was like amazing and i think it was Mm -hmm. a real turning point for buff state too Mm -hmm. um Shout out Jen Tui. Shout out Jen Tui. Um, shout oh, out. I just did a like interview thing with her. She's she she's was the your best. professor. I adore that woman. I just did a green room episode, literally, I think seven days ago today, so and cool. I interviewed her, and I, it was her. It was Mel. There was a a whole bunch of people. Um, Victoria Perez. Aww. Um, another queen. Another and queen. All these queens. You're just listing them off. Jen, I know. Jen is fan. Fantastic. Oh, and Robin. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, Robin's awesome, too. Yeah, it was those four. Jen is who we got our cat from. Stop. Yeah, that's where Hordor I've came from. I've watched her home. I've taken care of her foster kitties. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I have to message her. Yeah. yeah she's, this is full circle. She's the best. Yeah. yeah, she was really cool. I never. I hadn't met her before. Sorry such to cut a, you off. No, but I'm, I'm a huge fan. She's <laughs> such a good, fun director and was just such a good professor to us. Yeah, she started the uh, our freshman year, I believe, or maybe a year before that. A year before, a year probably. before that, because I was um, in her first class that she ever did. Like yeah. I was in her acting too, and I was it was five people and me and Jen bonded mm-hmm. from that point on. Yeah, she's really dope. Nice. Really refreshing. She's person. cool, and she's she has honestly taught me my mm-hmm. greatest lessons in theater. She was made. She was made to teach. Mm-hmm. The wow. way that she explained things and explained techniques and the, the examples that she gave, she just – she was so good at, at teaching. I just – I think everyone learned a lot from her. Yeah, and she taught me a really big lesson in entitlement too, which I <laughs> – at the time, I didn't feel like it was that. But looking back, I'm like – so the the show she was directing for the spring semester of my senior year, I was like the, – the whole time I had this attitude of like – Oh, uh, you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to audition or I don't know if I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, like, 
you know, they deserve me to audition. Like, just this shitty, this shitty, shitty attitude that I shouldn't have had going into it. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I auditioned with, like, a monologue I pulled off of Google or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something that I was just like, oh, this will get me in the door for the callbacks. I didn't even get the callback. And when I went to Jen and was like, why didn't I get a callback for the show? She was just like, I just didn't see you in the show. Hmm. Like, and I just didn't. And, like... So much of me wanted to be so mad and was like, and, and like for the first few weeks, was like, what the hell? Like, how could you not see me in the show? Like, I got, I have this, I have this to bring to the table or whatever. But it, it taught me in the long run to be way more humble than mm-hmm. I was then. And I feel like I was pretty good at that point. But just the humility you learn in the failure of different things, too. We all need humility yeah. once in a while. So, Jen, for if whatever li- reason you're listening to this podcast, thank you. We love you so much. Like, you're just, Aww. you're the best. Give me another cat. <laughs> yeah, just give the us The energy that that cat brought over. <laughs> the cat learned things, too. Yeah, he's he's a psycho, but we he's love him anyway. <laughs> so... You go on this journey, Dom, from Fredonia coming into Buffalo. Did you know, like, you've always been a, a Buffalo girl for the most part, right? Like, you've yeah, been. Yeah, I've done time. a bit of traveling here and there, but yeah, for the most part, born here, raised here, mm-hmm. went to school here, all that. So, what takes you to this path where you're like, what was the first show you did here, like, professionally? Avenue Q. Oh, was it? Hmm. Yeah. Who did you do that through? Musical Fair, but at Shays, 710. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I was like, nobody knew me. I didn't even know me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I, I met, I was like at a random audition and Doug away and was like, hey, can I see your resume? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and then he was like, come to this callback, prepare this. And then basically I, I got it. Like, Doug's awesome like that. I love him. I love working with him. He is probably my favorite director mm-hmm. in all of Buffalo. He is so freaking funny. He's the best. He's so sweet. And he's, on, and he's so on point. He's like, this is what I expect. Any questions? Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like he is very type A like us. Mm-hmm. So that was it. And and I, I got to perform at Shea 710 and that was really cool. That's my favorite theater to perform at. Um, and just the group of people that I was with were just, it was really easy process and everybody was funny, laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Talk about trying not to crack on stage. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. What a show. What a show. Yeah. Avenue Q is just a great show <laughs> left and right. It's it's so good. But it's also like with the puppetry in it, it's so easy to mess up too. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can have a bad director that will totally just be like, okay, don't give the puppet like too much attention. Don't do this or whatever. And like if you have that disconnect, ruins the entire thing. The first time they did it, they had all this training though because this was the second round and I was the only new person similar to what you did at with um charlie brown they needed a gary coleman and their other the other girl that used to do it was in chicago and i mm-hmm. so i was the i was a fresh person i think i was literally 22 years old oh wow like i was like a baby baby yeah. and i was like okay but yeah so they basically like cut and paste from the last time they did it i was just the only the new piece yeah <laughs> but that's good though like yeah. that's that gets your foot in the door and mm-hmm. you've worked with musical fairs so much since ever then, since too. that mm-hmm. since yep. that point and it's even brought you back to that Chase 710 theater on the stage accepting your Artie Award yeah. for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Musical. That was, oh my God, that's like almost 
two years. Oh, that's almost also two, two years, years ago. ago. It's almost two years ago. <gasps> you guys. I know. What is time? But what was that like? So talk about that show first. So you did, that was for Ragtime, right? When you did that through Correct. Musical Fair? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Ragtime because that has a lot of different elements in it. Ragtime is so confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has so many, it talks about a lot of different issues um, politically, socially. It It's a mixture of fictional and non-fictional characters to kind of, and their storylines run into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and some characters don't even meet. It's hard to really explain Ragtime for people who don't know it. If, if you do know it, though... Um, you kind of know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I played there's Sarah. A, there's a long, complicated. Plot it's really, it's right very down. like mazy. Um, but I played Sarah, who is just a young, you know, very green, uh, wide-eyed young black girl, and trying to make her her way um, in what was the new America. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, her her story is actually pretty tragic. Um, she literally dies in the worst way. And oh man. It's 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 very terrible, but it's a story that is so everything is so relevant. Shows like that are so relevant mm-hmm. even now. Um even same with West Side and same with like all of these shows that deal with these crazy tragedies based on race are so yep. relevant. Um but it was great. It was a it was a good experience and to win the to win the Artie was pretty cool. I mean, it was the first time I was also nominated. It was cool to be mm-hmm. recognized. I'm not a person that always needs all that to know, you know, my worth. I, I go back and forth with award shows, honestly. Uh, Me uh, too, yeah. yeah. You know, because it's just like there's so many people that really deserve the recognition. We all do. Um, I just happen to win, and I'm thankful, but I, but I, I also – think it's important to respect everybody else's work and time too yeah and i think you just can't take it to like heart you can take it as mm-hmm. an acknowledgement mm-hmm. and it's like it's something that um should be more of a motivate motivate eh, motivator <laughs> for you than anything else because if you just let that get to your head and you're just like oh i've done it like i can yeah. coast from here it's like mm-hmm. that's it you can always improve for those people that aren't theater involved that are listening to this too the Artie that we're talking about so Artie's are buffalo theater awards and they're like the equivalent of a tony around here so that's the highest <laughs> ar- around here around here but it's the it's the highest it's the highest honor you can get in theater in buffalo yeah, it is. and it is. it's 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 nice to have in the ceremonies really <laughs> nice too uh, it's a good time for sure it's it's, it's so very it's very communal yeah yeah for sure but i feel like it was fun the year you won because you got uh you got an arty that year and then uh i remember big fish got one so it was mm-hmm. like that was a lot of people that i really love and mm-hmm. really enjoy being around that um were acknowledged i know um alex malay's got her second one that year and mm-hmm. that's someone i love and respect too and then um on a personal note my ensemble for jungle book won that year too that was so such was, a good show it was so fun jungle book was so much fun to do i would i would start talking about it but i would spend six podcasts talking about that show so good so well done we just talked about how preston jumped on for a week too during that which i saw him in that yep so that was a crazy experience too with that but that uh that particular year was fun because i feel like on top of seeing like the success of that show that i was involved in 
I also got to see a lot of my peers and a lot of people I love be really mm-hmm. exce- uh, like successful with mm-hmm. that. So that made it really worth it and mm-hmm. like made it feel really, really special for that point. Yeah. we. I think we all were at a point in theater, especially in Buffalo, where we're like, nobody knows me. And then it's finally <laughs> – you finally get to the point where you're like, oh, now I know what the joy is all about. People actually know know who you are and it's a good feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And then right from that, we went into West Side Story, which was, like, even more fun and more motivational mm, for that. That was a good time. And we had a great ensemble for that, too. Like, <laughs> what are you what? laughing at? You're like, mm, 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 <laughs> ASMR over there. Mm. Schlopping. No, but you you guys had a really good dynamic in that, especially in the girls' dressing room. I feel like you guys had a you really think? fun time overall with everything that – we had. Ridiculous! We had a ridiculous time. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a group of gals, and what a big ensemble! I love. It's so much fun working with a big cast. Like nothing, nothing can touch it. It's so much, fun. so many personalities, and like, uh, yeah, it's just. It was just the best with yeah. that. Every time we did um, America, every night I'd walk off stage feeling like so amped up and so energized doing it too especially just playing the that's because you weren't there dancing your ass off (laughs) i know talk about energized i but but just listen listen just watching you guys i was so sweaty watching you guys do that because that was a hard number i remember how hard this man just said he felt energized i I felt energized but it was in a good way it was was energized from watching you guys like kill it every night like kill it you guys were so, so good during that number. Those high energy numbers are you just walk off feeling on fire. Yeah. And then you end the show just sobbing. Sad. <laughs> sobbing oh, the show, entire that time. That show was fun. You want to know something too is last week I was talking about it and I said that uh, – Maria dies at the end of the show, and then I was, and then I was like, "No, wait, Tony <laughs> dies." And I was like, "I did the show for two months, and I couldn't even get the." Fucking I mean, story straight. shoot, she probably does die I from mean, a broken heart. Everybody does. dies. I mean, Juliet dies in Romeo and Juliet, right? So we can only assume that oh, Maria man. didn't live a good life. Maria was never the same. She was never the same after Maria. that. Maria, oh, <laughs> that was so much fun. The last show I did on stage was that show. Really? Yep. It's been that long since you did a show on stage. Yeah. Just did a lot of cabarets and stuff. I'm just amazed because, like, I overloaded myself that season. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, I was chill- just like. But I did shows back to back to back. Like, I did, and they were all at Musical Fair. Mm-hmm. I did First Date. I, from yeah. Ragtime, literally, when I did Ragtime, all the way until West Side Story, I did a show. Yeah. I've had I did so many like shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to back. No break. And after West Side, I was like, I'm going to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but, um, Julie, I know after that show, you stepped into what I think is one of your best roles, and you jumped into the stage manager role for Aises, and mm-hmm. you just kicked so much ass at that. Do you want to do more of that when we get done with this? Like, would stage managing be something you're interested in continuing? Yeah, I, I love doing it, um, especially for Raises. I They're the bomb. Um, yeah, I, I just love that's, – that's my element. I love – I love stage managing. It's it works for me. So I and I love being a part of it without, you know, sometimes it's nice not acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. I, I would definitely I would definitely stage manage again. So as your uh, 
fiance and as a peer and as an actor and just everything as any perspective I can be. When you get done with this, I think stage managing should be number two on your list. Number <laughs> two. And I think directing should be number one for you. Hey, because, you, girl, you can direct. And I've seen it. Like, mm. you are so organized with prompt books and different ideas and things like that. And I think that you have the mind for that. I would like to see that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see it. I definitely, yeah, I... I I have the type of brain where like it takes a while to get the motivation boost. But once I have it, I like have to go, 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 do it, do it, do it. That's a good thing. Um, so Dom and I have been, we don't have to talk about it yet. If you have, if that's something that you want to talk about later, but go ahead. Um, no, go for it. Throughout this pandemic, Dom and I have tried to come up with a few different <laughs> Uh, creative outlets, um, comedy sketches. I think we're, I think we're resting and deciding upon comedy sketches. I think that's our, I think that's our thing. Yeah. I that's think you guys, should, you guys should do that when you leave here tonight. Yeah. When you're we're making, out. we're making, we made a pact with each other. We're going to try and write something. Just one thing. It, it, all we have to do is write one thing that's all you have and have to it do. ready by May. Is it May? By the end of May, it'll Stay be tuned. fully recorded. Yeah. yeah. That and now we're even really making the pact saying it on here. Whoa, mm-hmm. accountability! Now Hold us to now it. Now it's public, Bully so us. people will like, especially Julie. My mom's gonna listen and she's gonna be like, Hey, have you done Good. more things yet like that? I am constantly thinking of comedy sketches. Yep. I'm in the shower thinking of bits, yep. <laughs> I'm yep. laying in bed thinking of bits. Everything's a bit for us, yep. yeah, yep, 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 yep. But that's so good for you too, Dom, because like. I've seen so much of, like, the stuff you posted on TikTok this year, and I feel like, <laughs> and, and, like, as, as weird as it sounds saying that out loud, like, your stuff has been really good, and I feel like it's still content that you're pushing yourself yeah. to think about and, like, create. Like, mm-hmm. you're creating while yeah. just being in your apartment, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Again, theater and entertainment is full-on video lately. But yeah. TikTok's mm-hmm. cool. TikTok is a lot of recreating like mm-hmm. a lot of recreating what's already out there and, and putting a little spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a break from it for a while, actually. I haven't been on it in like a few months because it's so competitive. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody could have a million views or a million hits and then never hear from them again. It's mm-hmm. like, you, it's so unpredictable. It's like a one night stand. It's like you just never know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, like a box of chocolates. It's strange. I know I've had. Um, I've had a couple of different people from like Twitch and YouTube on here and stuff like that. And they talk about how annoying it is that like you can have this base of like whatever, like 30 views or something like that. This is like specifically with Twitch, Mm -hmm. but like someone can jump on it who's a celebrity and immediately get And make all this money. Yep. Like like, like David Dobrik, who actually got yeah. has charges. Want to know what's – oh, want to know what's crazy? My law firm filed something for him. Before before this. Before this. I knew this. Boy, that's crazy. Crazy. I thought about you immediately when I saw all of that coming out. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he – Shoot, that's that. But this is a full circle lesson. I don't trust nobody. I don't care if you are a celebrity. I don't care just because y'all have a million followers and you're verified. No, I don't. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a good person. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It Enter- doesn't. The entertainment industry is full of that. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's full of just dishonest people, which is like really, really scary at times. But yeah. like, you notice it in like comedy worlds when I listen to like comedy stuff like they talk about how many people have booked them for like 
terrible venues and like haven't paid them after mm-hmm. or things like that. We just it's it's bound to happen in like any entertainment industries mm-hmm. like that. I opened for Bone Thugs and Harmony one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pickup line. Um and they were so rude. Really? Yes. I, you never told me. I thought that they would be cool. I mean, it was mainly their manager. I was like, oh, y'all are smoking and you, you're having a good time and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But like, you're, it was just, it was just a very big divide. I'm like, y'all, not to be rude, but y'all are a has-been. You should be embracing the youngins. The youngins. That's but, so yeah. weird. Yeah. I, the... The weirdest story I have like that is when um, my friend Kevin was really heavy in his rap group um, a while ago. He's done more solo stuff now, but they still kind of collaborate together at, at different points. They opened for 3-6 Mafia, which, which at the point they had changed their name to De Mafia 6 because Juicy J was um, with Taylor Gang and he had, you know, Dark Horse with Katy Perry on the radio. So, like... He's not with six, three, six mafia right now. He's out like m- trying to make as much money as he can. So it's like DJ Paul and then like every person from three, six mafia that nobody's ever heard of, like Gangsta <laughs> Boo and like uh, Koopa and like everybody like that. But it was just the weird because it was at the forum in Amherst. So it's this small space, like the small stage, like smaller than this room we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And like all these people that are like, oh, we're here to see Three Sigma. And that, and that show oh, itself no. was just so <laughs> – I'll never forget I was in the bathroom and some dude came in like – I don't know what he was on, but he was on. He was on a hundred. Came he, in like a wrecking he had, ball. Yeah, he came in like a wrecking ball, and he was walking in, and he's like, just talking to whoever would listen, and he's going, "This is the best night that I've ever experienced <laughs> in my entire life. I have been waiting so many years for Three Six Mafia to come out to Buffalo oh, and all he's this their stuff." Number one fan, and he got kicked out before they even got. <laughs> he like lifts his shirt. He has a tattoo of all of them individually. <laughs> he got kicked out before they even. God, God. I he was felt too so hype. sad for him. He was guy. too hype. He was excited. He, he went too hard. We couldn't let him mm. just enjoy his time. I know. You but, should invite him on the podcast. But then someone else <laughs> Find that, him. like, I actually knew, but, like, didn't really <laughs> like, like, threw dollar bills on the stage at DJ Paul. <gasps> and he stopped the show and he went, yo, that dude is disrespectful for throwing money on here. Throw him out. And they literally picked him up Why and dragged Why is that disrespectful? That's Cause, extra. Because he was like, because DJ Paul's from, like, Tennessee. So he's like, I ain't a hoe. Don't throw dollar bills yes, at me. Yes, you are. That's that's right. extra. <laughs> we all hoes. Own it. Pick up them dollar bills. The word ho and slut isn't up. bad anymore. No, it's, a it's term not. of endearment. Come it's on. A, a Get your endearment. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a weird transition point from saying that, but like in our industry, like <laughs> in our in our industry, is it because I I kind of know this, but I feel like I want to hear like the female perspective on this. Is it hard to hold a relationship and keep in like theater and like dance and music at like the same time with, with someone specifically too with people that don't understand all the commitment we have to put into keeping our job like all the time? I mean, you guys are in relationship and you're in the industry so i'm sure you guys yeah but we have the ideal scenario right what we grew up in it together which is do like, you mean romantic relationships specifically or relationships relationships of all kinds romantic relationships okay. specifically like keeping a significant other during those periods no i 
I don't think. I think that there's a lot of different lifestyles you can have that consume you so much. Like I have Mm -hmm. friends that are doctors or just anything. Like my sister's a teacher. Yeah, she teaches every day. But then she also spends so much time like with lesson plans and whatever. So you can have any lifestyle that really does that. But with theater, I mean, it is emotionally taxing, you know, to do the work and then to go home and to try and give love or time to not, consuming. Yeah. Time to, is such an important thing. Um, and it's really hard when you don't, when you don't have it. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you don't have that understanding of like your partner's circumstances too, that, that makes it so if, if you're thinking self and not thinking of the other person that can Mm -hmm. be so toxic and such a downfall in a lot of things. You know what I do think is hard. I think it's hard to not keep a serious relationship a long term. Like after, like I've been with my boyfriend for almost a year now, like, and obviously he doesn't know the theater version of me because, but I'm not worried at all for a relationship dating, doing fresh new relationships, dating within the while still doing shows. That's actually tough mm-hmm. because you're trying to be your best self. <laughs> you're trying to like put on a, you know, a brave face and you're emotionally drained from the show. Yeah. God forbid mm-hmm. you do West Side Story while you're getting a new boyfriend. But. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. 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 Zero out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> right. It's so draining. Yeah. But it's I feel like too with with uh who you found and like how you talk about him too, I mm. feel like once you get back into that world, he'll be nothing but supportive and like Yeah. We'll see if I go back. Yeah. <laughs> I think I see I think the right thing will bring you back, but I I do agree where I don't think you should take yourself lightly. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Like, none right of us thing with a capital same, R. Same. None yeah. of us should. Yeah. I mean, I want to do, you know, the whole s- sketch comedy. I think that'd be cool. I don't know if I'll ever dive fully back into how much I was doing shows back to back to back to yeah. back. Yeah. Compromising yeah, my health. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever do that again to that mm-hmm. extent. So. Yeah. But it's, you know, you live and you learn. Like, you learn those things with it. Mm-hmm. How is your man doing? Is he good? I love him so much. <laughs> That makes me you guys so are happy. so supportive too. You guys are so well, like you've things- always been so like how are you? How how can I, how can and if you're not okay, how can we talk about it? Or yeah. you've both always been like that. So well, it's just refresh- refreshing. That's one of the yeah. things we first bonded over too is like you knew about the relationship Julie and I had and we were only what, like 2 years in at the time too. Yeah. I was like I want that. I know, but you would also tell me about these dudes it. that were for lack of a better word fuckboys and like you like I remember like the first time we ever talked about this. I can't remember what you were talking about with it, but I like turned to you and I was like, I asked you a question about it, and you responded, and I was like, No, 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 fuck that! Like, like my he's voice, an asshole. My voice of reason for every crappy relationship I've been in is Dan. He'd be like, Next, yeah, like, come on, like, now. Nope, nope, move on, move on. If he's not doing this, this isn't it. But you know what? Too is like. The problem is I've been that guy, too, in different relationships, and I, I hate even saying that, but it's it's just... What you mean? It, no, it's not with you, but with, like... Just guys can be thoughtless. It's, it's yeah. thoughtless, and it's... A lot of times... I was thinking about this today because I, I knew we were going to get on this subject at certain points, but I think at the time, too, I didn't know what I wanted in a lot of it. So I... I think you have to have confidence in yourself and learn who you are before you start getting into a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And part of the beautiful thing about Julie is she's helped me, like, be grounded and be myself like that. Is she, like, she forced me, like, in that relationship. If I was going to be with her, I had to be me. 
like and I had to be genuine and I couldn't be like this dude who is going to play games or like do things like that. It, it's just like and being in having one of my first serious relationships be very abusive on both sides for a very long time was hard to get through and that F's up your psyche for the rest of the time going mm -hmm. on until you can get to that point where you're comfortable with someone. So, you know, it's ebb and flow. You learn about that. But, like, you see it now, Dom. Like, you keep talking about how, like, how good your man is. And, like, and, I know. And I finally so, got what yeah. I wanted. Y'all were the model. Y'all were the model. Aww. And then I finally got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I definitely am happy. We love love, we here. love love here. But my favorite thing, too, involving Dom and especially in our relationship, Julie, was how I <laughs> how we finessed you to get your nails done before I proposed to you. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, girl, let's go get our nails done. I got to get you. them done again. So so tell, tell that story from your perspective, Julie, because I want to hear it from like <laughs> how you see it versus how me and Dom saw that. I got a text from Dom, um, and she was like, I think you were just asking in general to hang out. Um, and just, like, suggested, let oh, let's <laughs> – the way now looking at it, it was not so subtle. It was a not so subtle <laughs> suggestion. I tried. She was like, oh, and, yeah, and we can get our nails done. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I'm really trying to save money. And, like, it's such an expense. You got to go back and get them done again and again. And I'm, like, talking about how I, you know, I shouldn't because it's, you know, it's a lot to afford. And Dom's, like, being persistent. And, and I'm like, okay, fine. You've convinced me after one try. Mm -hmm. um, so we went and um, got our nails done. We had a girl's day. We had, like, we talked about you a lot. Oh, we God. did. Um, no, good stuff. All good stuff. Are um, you sure? It's always good stuff. <laughs> it's always um so yeah that was that was my day so I had some beautiful nails mine and dom's <laughs> perspective is so funny from this because first before anything i'm talking about like how i want to get things done and julie your sister crystal um said make sure her nails are done before you propose because she's not going to want to post pictures online yeah. if her nails aren't done <laughs> um so immediately i'm like who can I get to take her to the salon or like do like a half an hour? I was like, Dom, Dom can do it. Dom will do it. Dom will do it. <laughs> so I remember texting you, Dom, and being like, you have to convince her. Like you have to convince her to get that done. You were, no, first you were like, so I'm going to propose. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And you're like, that's not what I came to talk about though. Yeah. We need the nails. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so then Dom responds to me. At first, Julie was like, I don't have the money to do this. And you are being very persistent. Dan about, goes, like, tell her you have a coupon. I, I like, said, Dan, <laughs> they, nails don't do coupons. I was like, tell her you have a coupon or buy one, get one or something like that. Like, I'm such, like Such a man. But I'm, one thinking, free hand. but I'm trying to think of like any reason, <laughs> any way I can convince you tell to you like go. Coupon. I'm like, tell her anything. So, um... <laughs> that Friday, the, the Friday before I proposed was Valentine's Day. So we're out for Valentine's Day, and I, I said something about – oh, I brought up a story about how one time when you had your acrylics on, you I was, like, tickling you or something that you didn't like, and you went to throw a punch at me, and you oh, broke your nail throwing the punch. That's the worst. I still feel it. That, there is, like, that is, like, one of the worst pains. Which, like, I sympathize, but also you were punching me, so karma. Um, 
<laughs> I'm giving him a dirty look. You can't see it, but I hope you can hear wow. it. But um, so I brought out that story, and I was like, remember when you like broke your acrylic doing this or whatever? <laughs> and so, yeah, so she gives me that back, and she's giving me like that sass. And then she goes – what even made you think of that? And I was like, because I miss you having nails. Like, I like you having nails like that. And, and Julie goes, you know what? It's so funny because Dom just texted me the other you day asking shit. to get my nails done. I was like, go do it. And she was like, I don't know. Like, I'll maintain it. I was like, I was like, I'll pay for it as a Valentine's Day gift. Oh, like, go, you're cute. Go, right? You're so charming. And so... And so as like she's going, I don't know, I see the I see the wheels turning and I see her pulling out her phone to text you. <laughs> so then So, so then, then you text me I first. How you, easy it was. I texted you and I go Say yes. I was like, seal the deal. Go, 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 you go. You literally go did say seal the deal. <laughs> all so we, all just for an engagement photo. <laughs> That's this awesome. is all for one photo. But we just needed for you, that. girl. And look at how it worked out. Yeah. Now we're getting married and <laughs> Imagine <laughs> I can't say yes until I have my, my nails done. are not done. She would have so she would have like hold on. Give me a coupon. That has me dead. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. You wanna know the difference between men and women? That is it. <laughs> men think that uh, there's a coupon for everything. Oh, I can't. Well, I had to buy the ring, so I mean shit. Was there a coupon He's for like, that? I no, cut no, costs no, with no. this. I didn't cut costs at all for that. I promise you that coupon <laughs> but now it's come full circle and you'll be at our wedding so like that's, that's coupon do i get a coupon <laughs> for the wedding i would hope not because you don't have to pay for anything can that's... we get a coupon for our wedding oh god Damn. Please. jeez <laughs> honestly weddings are so expensive and they're crazy <sighs> Like and and we're finding that out more and more now. We got lucky with the venue we have, but like it's a lot of venues, gorgeous, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the, a lot of the places we looked at, they're asking for more than the cost we have on this, and it was like half the space or half half the, the space, like, yeah, half the things that come included. It's just it just wasn't worth it. Crazy. When we found this one, we knew because there's just so much beauty and so much that like comes with it it's just it's the whole package yeah. for sure the two things we're definitely splurging on the most are the food and um the photographer God, the food has to be good the food, the has, food to be good. has to be good it has to be good i would say we're foodies yeah i hate that word i can't believe i just said that I punch me but <laughs> we do love food we love food love both of our food. families like it's it's important yeah that, well that's important without any wedding i feel like you've mm-hmm. got to have like if you're serving like some like KFC buffet buffet style thing. No one's gonna want to stay at your wedding. Let me tell you, I've been to many weddings and I have seen it all. <laughs> yep. I went to a wedding where the freaking ring bearers were llamas. <laughs> oh I God. went to a wedding where there was no dance floor. <laughs> I went to a wedding where there was no dinner. It was oh, just God. snacks, and I threw up that night from drinking. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, all over my mom. As I was expected. All over a brand new car, too, in the oh, interior. No. Dude, don't even get on me. It was the wedding's fault. That's, that's uh, it was right. like It was like cheese, crackers, and jambalaya. Yeah. Ooh. I can agree with that, though, too, because they didn't serve you a proper meal. So, like, I was, how, how are you going to cope with that? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. So, y'all are doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that your guests have having, had... Having a meal had, at all is, <laughs> is an upgrade. Having a meal? Oh, my... Utensils? Right. I mean, <laughs> human ring bearers. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, they were like, and we forget that animals, you know, they have to go to the bathroom and they have uh, to yeah, do other yeah. things. And 
you know, like to mate and stuff. So we got to have the pleasure of seeing all of that. (laughs) I just told Lily Jones about the llamas at the wedding. Dude, if they find this episode, I'm sorry, but that is ridiculous. Yeah. Hopefully they won't. They won't. We'll I mean, see. shoot. I'm living my truth. I'm a real one. <laughs> <laughs> but are they still are, are they still together though? Yes. And who cares? Like they that's just what, that's what really you know, matters. Like that's that's it. At the it end matters. of the day, like that's what matters with that. <laughs> yep. So, so, that's what matters, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so with that subject too, and the fact that we're on this, I thought it would be really fun because I've wanted to do something like this for the podcast for a while to like kind of throw different things in there. Mm-hmm. So Today, I was looking up a bunch of, like, relationship facts and relationship uh, statistics, and I thought it would be really fun to do a game to, like, kind of fill in the blanks on certain things. Ooh. Kind of like some game show style. Okay. There won't be any, like, prizes or things like that, but, like, I'm out. you guys can have, like, bragging rights to it for, like, the coupon. rest of your Ooh, thing those, are, those do count. But I feel like you guys will work as a team with this, too. So, like, okay, it's a, how, it's a team how does effort. it work? So I have ten questions. Okay. Some of them are going to be percentage numbers, and I'll let you know, like, what it is. Some of them are going to be, like, um, questions where, like, it has to have, like, kind of a definite answer. But they're not ridiculous. Like, I don't have Jeopardy-style questions for Is this a time so this thing, be- and do we have to answer at the same time? Yeah, are we working together? You can work or together are- on this. Okay. So, like, okay. Ta- talk it through. This is all conversational. Unagi. So we can... <laughs> Good God. So-, <laughs> so, here we go, then. So, first question I have for you guys. 27% of women between 25 and 34 expect men to do this on the first date. Pay, pay for dinner. Wow, that was really quick. Yep, pay for dinner. <laughs> pay for dinner was like I the mean, first thing. That's I think, always the big question. But here's the, th- here's the thing when I was going over this research. I can't believe it's only 27%. Like I feel like... That admit sh- it. Yeah, yeah that ad- <laughs> that's true. That admit it. But I feel like... If you're a dude out there, public service announcement, pay for the first date, dude. Like, just pay for the freaking first – depending on what it is. But, like, it should be your courtesy to if at you least want. grab for the bill first. Like, that should be your the common courtesy. But a lot of people it. now don't even go on, like, real first dates. Like, yeah. it's a very hangout culture, especially in America. The dating culture is very lax. So – but 27% of women said – that yeah i'm guarantee you 50 more we're thinking yeah, I about could it 50 yeah or more i could believe that because we want to feel like we are being worshipped and <laughs> that we are <laughs> it's a simple it's a simple <laughs> just worship us just we want to be yeah. loved we want to be loved and with guys that is one way not every guy is like lovey-dovey they can show it with a fact yeah with a number with yeah yeah, I think on our first date, I paid for dinner and you paid for the coffee after. I think that's what it was. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember. That was a very long time ago. It yeah, must have worked probably. out. It wasn't mm-hmm. a great. It, it wasn't a great, great first date. So I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't remember it. Don't say that. It we had great, great conversation. Okay, so we had really great conversation. And it was a great night, but I took her to Acropolis, and neither of us eat Greek food. <laughs> you so, were trying to be fancy. So like, I no, I wasn't even. I just got recommendations from people on where I should take her. And then I was, and I was like, I should have just stuck to do with what you there. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we both got entrees that were like good, but we just like didn't eat them because like we just don't eat Greek food. I don't time. love eating on a first date. I get so yeah, sick to my stomach. I get nervous. Yep. Yeah. Especially you, because you liked me. <laughs> you liked me. 
Mm. Back then. <laughs> uh, okay, so question two. Let's move on to that. Okay, so this is going to be a percentage one. Okay. So if you guys get... Um, we'll do prices right rules where you can't go above the number. <laughs> That's um, the standard. Yeah. So I, I think prices right is the standard for okay. that. So you can't go above, um, but try and get as close as possible. Okay. okay. So what percentage of individuals on dating sites schedule a date in real life? Say that again. So what percentage of individuals on dating sites actually schedule a date in real life like, and follow through with and it follow through and like actually go on like the real life date oh i don't know probably low because you talk to so like many 25 percent, 25 percent. yeah an actual factual it's date. in the 20s ah you know what i'm gonna go up because we're thinking about people that are just our age because dating sites go into people that are older than us, too. And those people are really serious. Yeah. Keep in mind yeah. that this one is... And people specific. younger than us. I feel like even 50, though, sounds high. That's too high. Yeah. Let's so settle like 40, for 30, 35, 38, 40. Got Let's it. sit on 40. 40%. Ah, ah. It's actually 66%. Whoa. Whoa. So 60... But keep in mind, too, that's not specified towards an age range it's everyone so it could be like everybody so like you got to understand like middle-aged people who are on like match.com that's exactly they're looking for partners and stuff like that like they'll follow through for that Mm -hmm. like i i love stories like that too with like partners like that my uh my aunt and uncle when they met they met like i think they've been married like over 10 years now so they met probably about 15 years ago and they met on a blind date which was really cute. So set they, up by their friends. They got set up by their friends. My aunt was recently divorced. Um, he was divorced too, so he Aww. was a single man. So they got set up, and they lived the most beautiful life together. You would think they were, that they were always married. My aunt Renee. That's a movie. That's so yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really amazing. Like I love stories like that. So just the fact that like sixty six percent even go on that date. I know. That good makes for me you guys. Gives, it gives you hope. Yeah, it gives you hope for things like good that. Good for you. <laughs> All right. So question three, uh, dating trends suggest that people who meet online and get married are less likely to do this within the first year. Less likely to do this because they met online? Shoot, I don't know. What are the things you do? You buy read a it, house. Read it again. Dating trends suggest that people who meet online and get married and get married are less likely to do this within the first year. Have kids? Buy a house? One of those. Have kids? I feel like have kids. Cuz like when you are on dating websites, a lot of it is a lot like a lot of people find people on accident. That's true. And they're true. just like, oh, I just ended up. This is how it ended up. I was I was downloading Tinder as a joke or something. Yeah, yeah that's true. So maybe have kids. Maybe they weren't ready for the full deal. I think that's fair. That's fair. Or buy a house. That. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Have chitlins. Have uh, have children is a good guess with that. Um, so the actual statistic is dating trends suggest that people who meet online and get married are less likely to break up within the first year. Oh. oh. We don't think that's an option <laughs> when you're committed. You're like, you're stuck. Yeah. And, and like, I, I could see how that mindset would be like that. But it makes sense if you think about the statistic, too. Because if you're meeting online, you, I feel like if you're a certain age, you want to settle down and you want to, like, just be with someone like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the anticipation, especially considering this is the first year, too, like – 
the first from what I've heard, the first year of marriage is the hardest and the seventh year. I don't know why the seventh, but like (laughs) those two years are like the hardest for couples. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a partner and a commitment like that, it would kind of make sense that like within the first year after meeting someone online, you wouldn't break up and get married. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you you spent so much. It's a commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say that for dating like online stuff just in general maybe even yeah like nobody expects that to like want to break up within a first year mm-hmm. yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Learn, learning learning yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of a weird one but it's a good one nonetheless okay so this one's another percentage one so again you can't go over with this okay. so this percentage of women prefer a man who's open to their emotions 100 percent like, 100%. That the guy is Not open? everyone's us. Not everyone's us, though. I, I know women who are literally like, oh, he doesn't have feelings. I love it. <laughs> That's it's, trauma. Yeah, it, it's... That's a lot of that trauma. They want the guy to be open with their emotions? No, um, but... With, uh, like, the guy's emotions specifically. Like, like the guy is... who's emotionally open. Whoa. Um, it's a high percentage. Uh, I it's would over say 50. 85. Agreed. 85? Yeah. Good. So you guys were close. It was 95. So 95% of women want a man who's emotionally open. Feel your feelings. And then that 5% like. They play in themselves. Listen, if you're a man and you're not emotionally open at this point, what are you doing? It's not even a man thing. A person thing. Like if you're a person, like come on, just talk. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Like it's just, it's okay to just talk about how you feel. No one's going to be shocked. You are a human being. This is not a surprise. You do have feelings. We're not in the 1950s anymore. I promise you, it's not going to blow us away. It's it's, yeah. That's yeah. I knew that would be high. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a big one. And I feel like as a guy, I feel like you would want someone who's emotionally open for the most part. How would you be with someone who's just closed off to you? Like some women are closed off as well. Yeah. Yep. That's true. The walls. I've never been like that. None of us have. I mean, we're, no. we're actors, so we get paid for that. Yeah, exactly. We. I, I think that surprises us more because we have to be open with, yeah. <laughs> with certain things and have to like cry in front of people. Get paid and, to like, cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> All right. So, question five. This one's um, one of like the regular ones. So you have to find like an actual answer for this. Okay. Dating facts show that fifty percent or fifty-seven percent of men. Admit to have done this to their significant other. 57%? 57%. Admit to have done this to done them? Done this to Like them. an act or? An act like, but not necessarily a physical act. I can give you like I've done this that. to them. Like yelled at them? Cheated on them? No. I don't think that many men would admit that. <laughs> that would admit <laughs> that. Give them too many not crap. saying that they too wouldn't do crap. that. Yeah, I'm true. saying admit um, it. I would do this to them. Can you read it one more time? <laughs> Dating facts show that 57% of men admit to have done this to their significant other. I don't know. Because um, when you you phrase it like that, it sounds something deceitful, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it was hard for this one, too, because I feel like I had to phrase it a certain um, way. I've done this. Gaslighting. To their significant other. That, is that your answer? No. <laughs> it's likely, though. I don't know. My mind always goes to cheating just because of how the language of the question is. But right. I need to remember that not everybody has lived through that. <laughs> um, do something to them. 57%. I don't know. 
pulled a prank on them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of no, what happens a in a relationship. A I had that thought. I've done this to them. Yeah, it sounds deceitful. Just the language sounds mm-hmm. deceitful. I don't trust it. I, I don't trust, trust it. it. You yeah. guys are thinking harder than you have to. Yeah, yeah, probably. Cheat. Maybe Story cheating. of my life. Um, mm, cheat. Maybe, like, because cheating doesn't always have to be physical. It can be flirting. Yeah. It could be literally, like, anything that you wouldn't do if your partner was sitting next to you. Let's just go with cheating, because I want to know this answer. Yep. Dating facts show that 57% of men <laughs> admit to have cheated on their significant other. Oh, my so God. Smart. The mind. The mind. And they admitted it. Admitted it. Imagine the ones that didn't. That remember, means 100% of men cheat. Yeah. Literally, remember when that was my first instinct and you guys were like, nah, it's <laughs> That's the. I was trying to be nice. Never being nice again. Those guys, too, are the ones that are like, the survey is anonymous, right? That's yeah, so cheated on ugly. Be better. Just be, be better. better be better it's man. so easy to just not be disgusting oh my if God, you're listening nice. to this and you have cheated i mean one shit happens but reevaluate yourself i know <laughs> and i've been it, it's terrible because i've been in that position before and it's it's something that sucks and is terrible but it's also like had me do some growing up and like things like that and some so of those people are married that's yeah. the sad part yeah exactly, exactly. got kids jeez it's, it's ridiculous. Okay, question six. 22% of people ask their friends to create what? Fake dating profile. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep, an online dating profile. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so We've done it. <laughs> 22% of people ask their friends to create their online dating profile for them. It's so I, easy. I, and I, Why would you ask? You can do it yourself. I know, but I, but I feel like too... I feel like there's a thing where, like, people don't want to be, like, braggy about themselves and don't want to, like, overhype themselves. So they might give it to a friend to be like, okay, what would you honestly say about me? Yeah. And, like, what's, like, what would be my bio and things like that? Yeah, I think a lot of people ask for people's opinions on yeah, how to th- put their I think their that in a way that's there. smart, too. Like, you're, you're really, yeah. like, you're not hyping yourself up. Someone else is, like, helping you out with it, yeah. too. Uh, okay, you guys got that really quickly. <laughs> All right. 83% of women are attracted to men who do this. As a job? Not as a job. Wash the dishes. Do chores. Yeah, the cleanliness. Cry. <laughs> Stuff we like. Cry. I think cleanliness. <laughs> yeah. Who clean up after themselves. I think chores. Or, I think it's or like chore who, related. Who live who live don't live with their parents. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wait, say that. Say it again. 83% of women are attracted to men who do this. Clean. Do this. Yeah, it's not like. Because my, my head goes to clean. Yeah. Believe in God. I think it's clean. I think it's clean. I'm going to go with, with chores, washing chores. the dishes. So it's definitely somewhat of a chore. 83% of women are attracted to men who cook. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why really? I even, didn't even yeah. think of cook. I kind of get okay. that. But it was one thing I found interesting was when I was looking at this statistic and I was reading more into it from whatever um, um, pool they did the survey from 83% of women are attracted to men who cook, but men only like, I think like 68% of them like were had like, oh, I'm attracted to a woman who cooks, which was weird. Huh? Yeah. 
I don't I, know. I just feel gender like, norms, and, and and I don't mean this like in a sexist way, but I feel like with old like gender stereotypes, it would you would think like, that you would, would be you would the think hit. More men would be like it would be like oh like ninety percent of men like oh, yeah. just want the also a where on the where table. are the where are these uh, stats from? Are right, they from exa- a city? If they're from a city, a lot of guys don't care about. That's that. what I mean. Is this is just like kind of a general, general. thing? So cook. Cool. We got three questions left. Do you ladies. cook, Dan? I cook a little bit. Um, I want to get better with it because when I cook, I feel like I learn a lot and I feel like I could do it really well. Mm. And I like improving on certain recipes that I've done in the past. Um, but that's a big thing for this year, especially I'm moving out soon. So yeah. I need to start mm-hmm. cooking for myself mm-hmm. a lot more. I think I'm a better cook than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's not how, that that's how I feel. Jordan's good. I'm not. You bad. know what, though? When I was little, like when I was like – even like before 10 i loved cooking Mm. i loved learning how to like make recipes and like make different things and stuff like that so you know i gotta bring that old part of myself back where Mm. i just like disciplining myself to do that yeah but like babe i've cooked before and you like Mm -hmm. some of the stuff i do Mm -hmm. black bean tortas yeah those ones are really good. good all right question eight what percent so this is a percentage one what percentage of modern teens prefer breaking up with their significant other through text message? Hmm. What percent? What percentage? 50. Yep. 50. So it's lower than that. It's 30%. But oh, to wow. those 30%, I say, fuck you. Do it in person. <laughs> Don't do it over a fucking text My message. My high school boyfriend broke up with me via text. Are you kidding really? me? You're... Wait, what, so... what, what did it say? I think we should take a break. Did you answer? Yeah. Filthy Tom broke up with you through text message? Yeah. Tom? Wait, you guys have nicknames for these people? I have, yeah, I yeah. have a nickname for him. But, okay, so for uh, to be fair, it's not because he's filthy. It's because, <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's because he's an asshole, first of all. Tom, if you're listening, like, I'll I'll DM you my address. Like pull up. It's on. Um, oh, but, wow! But there's a fight. he love you girl. <laughs> there's a fighter. There's a fighter. Um, in Bellator named uh, Tom Lawler, and his nickname is Filthy. So, like, every time, like, he gets announced, it's Filthy Tom Lawler. And I just, I've always loved that nickname. So, like, any time it's, like, Filthy Tom. And I also have a former friend named Tom who I don't like, so he's Filthy Tom, too. (laughs) They're all just filthy. They're all just filthy. Every man named Tom. (laughs) Filthy. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and your name is Tom and you're a good person, but, you know, whatever. For the joke. (laughs) It's for the joke. Have a sense of humor. That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing just but fine. In your, in, your little, in your little teenage mind, it's like, oh, no. It's like a sign of rejection. No, that's so honestly so funny you say that. I, are we like going over time or something? I don't no, want to go fine. off into We're, this. We have as much time as we it's want. It's so funny that that you say that. Um, I think even then in my teenage years, I had some wisdom because – after that happened, I was so fine. I was just fine. I didn't cry. That's I weird. I wasn't. Um, to be fair, I was. I was dealing. My grandpa was. Um, in the was. Uh, we were. You know, he was. He was dying at the time. Um, which uh, on top of that, on top of my grandfather dying, you texted me that you wanted to break up. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the time, yeah, I think that was the the main thing on my mind. Um, but like the weeks following, I was just. Fi- I didn't think about it. I, I just I was. It was good. Yeah. It wasn't like that teenage heartbreak that most people go through. I was it was great. It's weird. I've I've had that before. So like a girl broke up with me through text in high school. Um 
I, I can't remember. I don't even think it was like a long relationship. It was just like a passing by thing or whatever. But we were like in the beginning of it. And I was like, you just have to promise me something through this relationship. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, I've been cheated on before. Like, don't cheat on me. And she goes, then we have to break up. <laughs> oh, I, my God. And I was like, okay. Like, all right. So and I was like, I was like, wait, seriously? And she was like, yeah, there's someone else I'm interested in. So like. It, you know, it probably would have happened, so we probably just should Honey. <laughs> so, no, like, no, no. Yeah, so if if you do that, don't anymore. <laughs> especially you're, especially speaking to the younger generation who you're so used to doing everything through your phones and through freaking just any technology you can yeah. get. Yeah. Take the time to interact with a, a person yeah. like you have a relationship with in person to their face because that's way more respectful and like have the nerve to do it i have ghosted people i will say (laughs) not somebody i was in a full-on relationship with but i've ghosted people see that's different like you're not in a relationship Uh, it's still i mean what's a relationship if you're dating for a week (laughs) or if you're just seeing each other for you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be the serious crazy thing to give somebody the the courtesy but i've i've ghosted somebody out of pure like and they weren't getting it. Oh. They were not getting it. Wasn't answering the calls. I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm interested in this. He literally hit me up. Shit. He he fucking sent a carrier pigeon, basically. Like, <laughs> it was literally like, okay, the texts were stopped, the phone calls, the social, all that stuff. So sometimes you gotta, you gotta ghost people. Yeah. There's there's like definitely it. scenarios where it's appropriate. You gotta, you gotta. You gotta ghost them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> he still randomly hits me up. Yeah. he finds a way they That's, all find a way they, they create a, a weird way. account it's bro it's 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 insane the energy that people use to track down others you could really like have a cure for cancer by now yeah for real for real <laughs> it's crazy True. it's like having bed bugs they just don't go away <laughs> damn <laughs> okay so these last two have two answers to them okay so they're um they're number of questions but you'll hear it and within it so a study of 2000 adults found that the average male has blank serious relationships in their lifetime while women have blank i say men three what they consider serious <laughs> that's fair what they consider serious three even sounds like a lot. I would say I, two, two. Okay, two, and then for women, for women, consider th- I would maybe say four. four, two and four. So this one's interesting to me. So the study of two thousand adults found that the average male has six serious relationships in their lifetime, while women have five. Nah. Okay. The two out of two thousand people, somebody's lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. That's how I kind of felt about it, but like. I, it it also depends on what you consider serious too. I guess like is is serious right. more than a couple of months? Right. Is it like this? Is I it think that? serious is a year plus. Yeah. See, is, see, if we're considering that, then I don't I've think only it's had a time like thing. I think it's a you know an intensity thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, what what? I don't know. Six. All right. Okay. Like I've if if we're going by like over a year, I've only had like three. In, yeah, that's appropriate. Including the marriage I'm about to get into now. Like, I've only that's had appropriate. three serious relationships Seems like that. I've probably had four. I've probably, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so five, I guess, isn't far off. But for an average, I don't, I don't know. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I just think that a lot of surveys, because I've done like survey studies where there's like the black mirror and they watch you through stuff. I've done like studies like that because I was poor and I wanted money. People <laughs> act up. They really act up when it's time to have a, like a like, oh, you're going to be in this study or we're going to study this or we're this type of institute. People act up. Yeah. So it's true. They kind of know they're on the spot. They want to show off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I don't know. It it, it feels weird to me. That one feels, felt fake. weird to me from the start. Okay, last one. So this is another percentage one. Blank percent of women believe in true love as well as blank percent of men. True love. What true is true love? love? Like your soulmate. Like having, like they're like, the one. They're yeah, the only like, one like for the me. One, yeah. I don't believe in the one. I think that you could have different the ones depending on where you live like if i was born in india and raised in india my the one would be different than my lifestyle here yeah that is true the percentage i would say 20. for women women that believe in true love women and men so that that person's the only one for you out there on this whole planet <sighs> but that's not even the definition that they're giving that's the definition that you're giving in true love that's what i'm saying like i feel like I'd it's be... like up there like 80 to 90 for women maybe 50 60 for for guys i think it's lower for guys lower yeah i'm i'm for, I'm, 40 I, for guys 40 eh, maybe 50. 50 let's go 50, 50 for guys. guys 50 guys 80 girls women so this one is an interesting one because you guys are right with this so like the men percentage is definitely lower but it's not by much that you would think so 94% of women believe in true love mm-hmm. based on the, again, based on the statistics that I makes got sense. as well as 88% of men. Wow. Okay, man. So Those are the a, same 57% that cheated that are cheated. admitting to cheating yeah, right. on their significant other. Okay. Like, no, so what is the real the meaning true of true love? Where is the love in the, in the words of black eyed peas? Where is the love? <laughs> one love, one love. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, if this, if this every single are, where'd you get these questions? Because I want to know. I want to uh, know. I'll show you the site after. Give me the website. Yeah. Who's the contact person? I'll give them that. Give <laughs> Who's them the that. organizer? I call them tomorrow. I have a bone. Who to are pick. the men? And to be fair, too, I chose uh like the most recent article I could find on it, too, so that it was like the most current statistic, yeah. quote unquote, the most current thing that could be out there Mm -hmm. but some of it you know just take it with a grain of salt but i thought this would be like seeing we're we're all people of love in this room like i thought that this would be a good thing to kind of like go over and have like talking (laughs) points about which we did through this whole like questionnaire yeah 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 so you guys like i wasn't keeping score but you guys definitely win like that's we, we do. the we price is win. right. Yeah, the price, the price is, is very right. right with that. So like for your prize, you guys get to like hang out whenever you want. I don't know. We're hanging out tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. without you. <laughs> and Literally. that's fine with me. I live watching down the my street, show, so that's fine. I'll go home and go to sleep. <laughs> so sad. What a sad ending. <laughs> what a sad ending. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> um, where can we find you guys on social media? If you guys want followers or things actually like that's that. funny i just share. put my social media to private but i will share mine is neeks zero so it's n-e-e-k-x the number zero 
And I think that's the only thing I'll give out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's fine. You don't have to do um, more than that. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Julie G with three E's after the G. Um, I don't, what is my Instagram handle? I don't really post to Instagram much anyway. You don't need to see what I look like. That's the point of this whole podcast. I, I gave zero, I gave very little thought as to what I look like tonight because you, it doesn't matter. That's are we wearing silk pajamas? You are, are we you are also mankees? Julie G. Are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then it's the same with 15. My secret's out. And she's gorgeous. So look at her face. She's she is. a wonderful, beautiful person. And Dom, plug your show one more time, too. Yes. It is called In Our Own Voices at Musical Fairy Theater. You could just type in, if you don't know Musical Fairy, you could type them in on any form of social, or you could just Google them. Um, their website's legit. You could buy tickets. They're 10 bucks. Again, you can watch the show as many times as you want until June 30th. So, yeah. Totally check it out. Yeah. Excited. And if you're supporting locals or just want to support theater in general, this is a great theater to support. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's up till June, you'd be stupid not to do it. Like mm-hmm. you have all this time to do it and you have these amazing, amazing talents, um, some of which will be on my show eventually, which is really fun. Yeah, yeah. Good people on there for sure. But go check that out. Um, go follow these two amazing, amazing women on all the socials that they gave you. And that about wraps it up for the week. Next week, I have my cousin, Natalie Brown, who does so much work for the art community and art conservation in the area. I'm so mm. excited to talk to her and talk about different family things that we have going on. But until then, everybody have a good week. Check up on your mental health. Yep. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. And from all of us here, we'll see you next Friday. Bye, guys. Bye. Cheers. Bye.